Jesus just sat here and said, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. Then he says, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Those who get judged on judgment days are those who don't believe. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the Dip community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Disciples in Progress. I am so excited to be back. Um, I have been gone for a little while due to, you know, school getting hectic and just trying to finish out the semester strong. Um, We are in the final stretch. Hooray! We got about um, two and a half more weeks until school is officially over and your girl will be an official first graduate of college in her family. That's exciting. Um, But to get on topic, today we're going to be discussing episode 11, which I call The Truth About the Resurrection Sunday. So I feel like we sometimes get caught up in, you know, the the whole Easter festivities. And we understand that like yesterday was all about the rising of Jesus Christ and his rebirth. But do we ever really listen to the full story without the theatrics of church of how we got to killing our savior? Because let's be frank, the people of that time killed the man who is our God. Like we've already discussed that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is all the same thing. God made himself into flesh, which the flesh was Jesus. Jesus walked this earth, performed miraculous signs and wonders and, you know, exude and express just a small amount of the power that he holds and then sacrificed himself for our sins. And then, Now we're just in that waiting period for when he returns, right? So the point of today's episode is to talk about, well, how did we get there? Because let's be real, y'all. So I'm started, I started reading out of John. Okay. So John just finished from where I'm at. Um, John like witnessed Jesus, right? Um, resurrecting Lazarus from the dead. So he just completed that deed y'all. He just came off that high. So imagine, all right. So Jesus comes out, Lazarus is dead. People is weeping. Mary is upset. Jesus walks in and said, well, woman, what you crying for? And so Jesus walks in and he raises Lazarus from the dead and tells them to take off the dead clothes of Lazarus. And then he goes about his business, right? So it's the next day. Jesus is king. Basically, people praising him. They got Palm Sunday or Saturday going on. They got this whole celebration from some jealous Pharisees up in that crowd that just couldn't believe that Jesus, you know, had the power to do said thing. So Jesus then gets up and to proclaim his his kingdom like he tells the people outright, like I am the father and the father is me. And the people was like, what? Because they got so caught up on who is the Messiah, who is the Messiah, the Messiah is the one who G- who God will send on the earth, who will live forever and within the people and help them get the salvation that they need. So this is the belief of all the people of the land that the Messiah is the one who's going to save them. And the whole time that Jesus has been alive, he's been telling them in a roundabout way that he is the Messiah. And in certain instances, 
like when we talked about in the past about the woman at the well, he told her that I am the Messiah, you know, so this miracle that these people have been praying for has been walking the earth with them and they just couldn't believe it. So when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead and then the next day he goes out and tells the people that he is the Messiah, the people was like, you can't be the Messiah because the Messiah is supposed to do A, B, and C. He's not supposed to die, this, that, and the third. And so the people started to reject him just as quickly as the people was praising him for the miraculous signs and wonders that he did. They just couldn't accept the fact that Jesus was God and God was Jesus and that he was the Messiah, the Savior, the salvation, this 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 being that they created this expectation that they created in their head they just could not accept the fact that jesus was who he said he was and so with that they put him on trial so this is where you know easter sunday comes in and you watch your easter play you watch him you know go through the trials and the people are angry and hollering and like no he's not the messiah he's lying this man is not who he say he is we want him to be dead kill him now so basically the people that was just praising him two days ago is calling for his death and that's what happened jesus died so that's what led to the resurrection of jesus or the death of Jesus, let me say. Just the people just didn't believe that he was actually king. When he told them that who he was, people refused to believe it. And then those who did believe him, they claimed they didn't believe him out of fear of the Pharisees for rejecting them to go into the place of praise and worship. So basically, if you didn't think like the group and you wanted to proclaim your love for Jesus and your, your belief in Jesus... You was going to get banished and get the same treatment he was about to get, which was death. And didn't nobody want to die during that time. But you know what he did for those who didn't want to outright cover them. He cleansed them. So I don't know how much I know about the story in debt. But when Jesus died or he was getting ready to die, he had the last supper, the famous last supper with his disciples, his 12 disciples. He gets them all in the room. He cooks for them. When they come in the house, he 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 uses his own garments to close off his body, y'all, and washes their feet. The ultimate like act of service is for you to wash, you know, your guests' feet. And so he washes their feet with his 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 garments and he he feeds them and he talks to them about what is about to happen. He's telling them, hey, I'm about to die. When are y'all going to betray me? When are y'all going to deny me? And this is what's going on. And, you know, you got the you got Peter like, no, nah, bro, we're not going to deny you. We're not going to betray you. But Peter was the one who denied him. And Judas was the one who betrayed him. So I just gave you a roundabout gist of like how Jesus gets led to his execution. I mean, I can get a little bit more detail. So after the supper, um, he ends up, what happened? After supper, he ends up getting confronted in the garden um, by the officers who Judas ends up ratting them out, telling the Pharisees where Jesus was. Um, and, um, Peter gets gangsta on one of the uh, guards who comes to collect Jesus for his death. And he cuts this man's ear off. Yes. So that's why I be like, y'all be taking Christianity and belief so seriously. Like these disciples were murderers and killers. Peter killed Christians for a living. 
Like that's what he did before he started following Jesus. And this same man, Peter, just cut off somebody's ear in front of Jesus Christ. So I need all of the holy sanctified people to calm down. It's okay. Honestly, if I was to speak candidly, sounds like Jesus likes the more reckless people than the most saint, than the most sanctified people. And let's not get it twisted. The saints were the ones who killed Jesus. So I'm all right with a few little flaws because I know God's going to accept me regardless of what I do and what I don't do. So whoever needed that, amen. There you go. So back to the story. So Peter slices off the ear of one of the little guards that show up to come and collect Jesus. Jesus was like, hold up now. We ain't got to do that, Peter. We talked about this. You know, we just going to let these men do what they need to do, you know. But Jesus had the power right then and there to snap everybody's heads if he wanted to because he's that man. But he didn't because he was fulfilling the prophecy and, and what he came to do. So they take him. They put Jesus on trial. The people's like, kill him, kill him, kill him. The priest who is, you know, talking to Jesus behind the scenes, like, I just don't understand why these people want to kill you. This and the third. Jesus like, man, they don't even know why they want to kill me. But it is what it is. Like, we're just fulfilling the prophecy. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Y'all, I'm I'm not lying. Like, these are full-blown conversations. These are nits and grits of the story. So Jesus gets presented back to the people for a second time and they're like still chanting, kill him, kill him, kill him. So that's what happened. You know, he bore his cross. He's walked up there. You know the story. I don't need to finish the gore, but that happens. And then three days later, he rises from the dead. But no one ever talks about what he did when he rose from the dead. Did y'all know that he came back three times before he officially uh, left the earth? Yeah. Let that sink in. So he rose from the dead. Mary cried at the tombstone. You know the story, y'all. She cried. Then he unfolded the garment nicely at the end of the tomb. Then he appears to somebody. I should I should be more specific, but I'm just trying to give y'all a synopsis so y'all can get an understanding. So he appears the first time to one of the disciples and tells him that he needs to gather all the other disciples in the same area. He comes back the second time and he looks at all the disciples. There was one disciple missing. He was like, y'all, I can't tell y'all what is next. Everyone has to be in the same room. So he leaves. And then the third time he comes back, it's with all the disciples. And then he's telling them about the Holy Spirit and the job of the Holy Spirit and that they are not left alone. And that Jesus, you know, basically what he's doing while he's gone and what they need to continue to do in order to make sure that people get the salvation that they need in order to be saved. I think I really need to do an episode on salvation and what true being truly covered by the blood of God actually means in totality. Because I just feel like we've been scarred by religion to make us believe that we have to act and be a certain way and follow certain rules in order to go to heaven. But that's not the case. Um, so we're going to talk about that soon. So basically he gives these instructions to his disciples and now that's the last time he actually leaves the earth for real, for real this time until he comes back again for judgment. Um, so yep, that's the gist of the story. So the episode, the, the purpose of today's episode is just to give you the behind the scenes of what happened literally what happened the reason why Jesus is dead today is because the people refused to believe that he was God so some things that I wanted to point out in depth is the leading up to Jesus's death so if you turn to John chapter 12 verse 20 through 50 gives you like the setup but I'm not going to read all of that 
I'm going to read some things that I just felt like were super important and that stood out to me. Uh, Remember, guys, that I read in the New Living Translation, the translation that I find more easier to understand. So if you'll turn to John chapter 12, I'm going to read um, verse 34. So verse 34 is basically breaking down okay Jesus just told these people that basically he was the Messiah and this is the response of the crowd they said verse 34 reads the crowd responded we understand from scripture that the Messiah will live forever how can you say the son of man will die just who is the son of man anyways Jesus replied my light will shine for you just a little longer Walk in the light while you can so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. So I guess Jesus basically in the beginning was telling them like, you know, I'm going to eventually die. But he just proclaimed to the people that he was the Messiah and the people were like, how are you going to be the Messiah when what we've been told all our lives is that the Messiah never dies. And Jesus goes into, you know how he be y'all. He go into these damn riddles. Oops, excuse my language. But he goes into these dang on riddles, all about some, I'm the light and y'all need to follow the light and this, that, and the third. And the folks added, asked a straightforward question. But basically the riddle is saying like, Okay, yes, my physical flesh is dead, but the I still remain to be who I am. So if you believe in me now and you follow the light, then you won't be covered in the darkness, which is unbelief. So the light is the belief, the truth. The darkness is unbelief, free will. You know, you're under no true covenant of God's basically. So that's basically what that little analogy was. So then 42 talks about, um, you know how basically those who believe in him couldn't really profess their beliefs because of what was going on at that time. So if you go same, same chapter, so John 12, but now we're going to go down to verse 42. Verse 42 reads like this. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit to it for fear of the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue for they loved human praise more than they praise more than the praise of God. So there were people who were in that crowd who was like, man, I really don't, I don't disagree with what Jesus is saying, but they couldn't say that because they were fearful. So I thought this was important to highlight because there's going to be a time again, guys, where we're going to have to choose between what the the major group is saying and what we know to be true and we can't love the opinions of others or fear the consequences of what we believe in in that moment like we can't fear that consequence because if we do that's going to be the last time we get to choose so don't be fearful don't be upset that you might get kicked out of church. Don't be upset that the group might not accept you. Don't be don't be fearful that you might die because the death of this flesh is not real. Like you extend to something greater. So don't don't let the enemy make you make decisions in fear. 
And also, we talked about faith not too long ago. The opposite of faith is fear. So don't move in fear, guys. You have to move in faith. So let let that fear rest in faith. All right. So then next, we go move down to 45, verse 45 and verse 44. When Jesus tells the people about how he is the father. So verse 44 reads like this. Jesus shouts to the crowd. If you trust me, you're trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. Riddle basically saying, when you look at me, you're looking at God himself. I am God. God is me. So that's just another form of Jesus revealing his identity to everybody. Literally about this. These people are living through a time where they got to walk hand in hand. The father, the creator himself shaking my head. Um, but I do want to read this last part in chapter 12, where it talks about in verse 47. Um, this was also quite important to me. Um, this just goes into more of like judgment and salvation. But this is Jesus talking. So verse 47 reads like this. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak for my own authority. The father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commandments lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the father tells me to say. So this is just a true testimony for those who who are fearful that, you know, judgment day might come and because you didn't live this perfect life that you're going to go to hell. Jesus just sat here and said, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. Then he says, for I have come to save the world and not to judge it. So the fear of trying to be fearful that God is going to, you know, judge you and persecute you for all your wrongdoings is, is, is a false tense of, of religion and understanding. Judgment has already came. Judgment day has already came because it happened when Jesus was crucified on the cross. The sins of your lives has already been, the price has been paid. So you thinking that Jesus is judging you based off of your actions. He's judging you based off of your belief. Do you truly believe that Jesus Christ lived as the father? Cause you can't get to the father unless you accept Jesus for who he is. Do you believe Jesus was the Messiah? Do you believe that Jesus really died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that Jesus will come back again to uh, give you eternal life? That's what judgment day will come to be. Not because you slipped up and messed up and did some quote unquote unchristian like things. Don't nobody care about that. That's the life you chose to live. But did you believe that Jesus was going to save you from your sins, from that choice you made, from that thing you messed up with? Were you constantly pushing the boundaries of his salvation? Because don't do that. Don't get it twisted. The salvation comes at a price. Don't don't think it's free now. Don't think you free to sin. That's not the goal. The goal is to understand that if you do mess up, it's not that you don't have time to sit and be like, oh, my gosh, I messed up. Now I need to work back to getting good graces with God. No, it you before you even thought about doing the wrong, the wrong was already right in God's sight. 
So don't let the enemy sit here and tell you guys that you have to be a perfect being in order to receive salvation from the Lord because judgment day has already passed. You celebrated that yesterday, but I'm not going to go too much deeper because we are already at our time, but yes. So the reason why Jesus truly died is because people didn't believe in the Messiah But the ultimate goal of this episode is to understand that if you believe in Jesus Christ, then your your sins and your salvation is secured. Those who get judged on judgment days are those who don't believe. So do you really believe in Jesus Christ? Until next time, I'll see you guys later.